listening to Plan B Podcast. The opinions expressed and shared on this podcast are of our own. Welcome to Plan B.SG. Quite a lot of areas that the, that the Russians have taken. Yeah, we're going to go down. Yeah. Like, those are not leaders. Yeah. Those are shit stutters. Yeah. France this time. Denied. Defied. And at the end of the day, we have a three-way relationship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's stop this right here. My name is Darren Mark. And I am Rahman. And we are back with our friend from uh, NACADA, which mm-hmm. I have, which I was told during the break is not NCADA. Mm-hmm. It's NACADA. NACADA, bro. Yes. Mm-hmm. So welcome Style back. A bit, huh? Sounds like, you know, Miami, you know. NACADA. At- <laughs> <laughs> NACADA. I, I, I will not comment on this. These are uh, all bad jokes. Huh? You cannot get it. Huh? I, I yeah. cannot. I cannot. But speaking of dads, actually. Yes. Um, we were talking off air just now a little bit about oh. uh, about kids, right? Like how old is it acceptable to start talking to your kids about, about drugs? Because I mean, like you said, right? At Nakada, one of the things that you guys try to do mm-hmm. is to promote, not promote, but like to facilitate true conversations, conversation. honest conversations about the dangers of drug use. But at the same time, you know, like five-year-olds, maybe too, mm. too young to be telling your kid about drugs. Mm. So, I mean, you guys both have kids, right? Yes. How old? Uh, mine are five and two, mm. both boys. Mm, mine seven and four, seven and four, four, four. Triplet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so how? Mm. So I, to me, I think right time would be no actual right time. Like you need to judge the maturity of your own child, right? You need to see when they are exploring things, when curiosity will ke- will catch them, and when they want to, uh, you know, sample things, go out. So it could be as late as. As early as upper primary, could be as late as secondary school. But you as a parent, you need to be involved. Huh? You need to pay attention. You need to watch them. You also need to watch your children and see whether they're up to funny business. Like if they're hiding things, they're always hiding out in the room. What what uh, content are they consuming? That's a whole uh, thing altogether. But okay, I want to ask now. You say Nagada wants to encourage conversation, Right. Are there enough people talking about this to begin with? And Do then, people want to talk about yeah, this? Yeah, and then if it's in the youth, right? What are they going to talk about? You know what I mean? What Do we need to steer the conversation? Or should that conversation come about from them? What is the approach? I think generally the more conversation need to happen. Mm-hmm. And how do we how do we encourage that? How do we normalize it? I think we so Singapore society is still evolving in that aspect. Mm-hmm. You talked a little bit about when to have a conversation with, that, with mm. your kid. And initially, I would think the secondary school is fine, mm. you know, 13, 14, 15. But we have actually had cases where primary school kids were exposed to drugs outside Ayo. of their school gate. Ah. Yeah, Whoa. very rare, mm-hmm. r- rare, but uh, it has happened. Uh, there are some young kids. So at when you got to see the situation, uh, the environment and mm. all that stuff. But the point is, if you don't maintain trust with your kid, if you don't, you know, be open and meaningful and uh, address the issues properly, then you're not going to have that kind of conversation that they will probably listen to. Lah. Yeah, uh, but I'm just thinking like, you know, if I, I mean, I'm never going to be a parent. Uh-huh. Really? Hell no. But uh, <laughs> You never know. I mean, I do not like kids. But uh, if 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 I he, were a parent. I don't know what to say. Bro. He's not doing the national service. No, but he he may not intend not to have kids. Uh. He may intend not to have kids. But God you know, forbid. accident has hap- can God happen. God forbid. Bro. Okay, but anyway, so uh. like, I'm just thinking, right? Like if I were, you know, a parent and, I, and my child is like 
just going to school. Looks like nothing really major going on. Mm. Then I'll be like, okay lah. Like, why is there a need for me to introduce this idea in the first place? You know what I mean? Like, if if, if, if you don't have that conversation, if you, if you don't have the 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 open the avenue for them to clarify and mm. address and all that stuff, that's going to just be replaced by what's going on out there. On, yeah. On 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 social media. Someone else will have that conversation. Yeah, and we see it all the time. That's true. Right. That's true. So um, we need to have a balanced approach to it, lah. Right. Uh, when when events happen in the news, you can take the opportunity to to have this kind of conversations. Like you know the Joseph schooling thing. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like uh, it was. You know he was a national hero, national treasure. Everybody remembers mm. mm-hmm. what he did. It was incredible when he beat Michael Phelps, mm-hmm. and then he admitted to that. And how do we respond to it? Right. Mm. He is a national hero who admitted to doing that. Can we have a conversation that doesn't automatically demonize him? Mm. You know, why did he do it? Uh, what led to? Yeah, uh, but that's a bit tough, you, right? Okay, that, but then do you say that we don't demonize him just because he's Joseph Schooling? What about the regular fellow on the street? Do they not deserve that kind of understanding as well? I I I think everybody deserves that that okay. sense, lah. Uh-huh. Right? No, but I'm I'm saying like, isn't it difficult to not immediately because it's so taboo, right? Mm. And it's taboo. Because Why is it taboo? No taboo. Now, like to me, like everywhere, that eh? No, it's it's still taboo because of the the legal implications because we are so strict about it. Uh-huh. I mean, like nobody's gonna go around and say like, oh, you know, like uh, I've encountered it before uh-huh. and it was bad. Uh-huh. And to to share from that kind of an angle. Like people wouldn't be able to do that, right? No, we have a way of doing it. We say ahead of a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's quite true. Not right? me, yeah, but my true. friend, right? Yeah, it's not nothing to do with me. It's just my friend told me this is really bad, you know. Like that, nah. <laughs> Look, I think I think that you know in Singapore there are many topics that initially taboo, mm. but you know podcasts like yourself and all that stuff really pushing the envelope <laughs> helps because uh-huh. I think we shouldn't be afraid to talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I want to stay on course on drugs, but there are many other topics that we can talk about race, like we can talk about LGBT, religion. These things should not be, uh, we shouldn't shy away from them. But Mm. drugs is something that can hit home and Mm, you don't know whether it's going to hit somebody that you love. No, so that's my worry, you see. I agree with you entirely that the impact is severe and it is something that needs addressing. However, I feel that the conversations won't come because nobody cares. Nobody cares. That's my view. How about I ask the both of you, lah? Uh. Like growing up, right? Mm. When did your par- like did your parents even talk to you about this? No. Not really, lah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, why? Why do you think they didn't? Because they put us through school, lah. Huh? What? It's What's like the link? Like, like your your parents got talk to you about sex? No. Yeah. Neither did mine. Your parents got to tell you what not to do and what to do other than religion. Lah. I mean, something is quite clear. Lah. Go do your homework, which yeah. I didn't do. Yeah. Uh, go to school and pay attention, which yeah. I didn't do. So it's like, you know, somewhere, somehow, the school of hard knocks and life are, is supposed to teach you these kind of things. Of course, once in a while, they'll say, of course, don't do drugs. You cannot do drugs. Don't mix around drug addicts. But oh. when when I was young, when I was, what, um, maybe... Primary school, I remember after school, we play downstairs, mm. then got all the uh, abang-abang Melayu, yeah. skater, Ooh, cool. They were cool, bro. They were damn stylo, <laughs> with all their skateboards. And you know, you you get drawn, you want to hang out with them. 
Cause they're awesome. They speak stylishly. Everything, wow, cool. Then got one point in time, all of them got arrested for drugs. You oh. know what I mean? Yeah, all, all. This is like your childhood. My childhood when I was young. Damn. In Bedok South. So <laughs> how? Like to me now, it has point. It has reached a point in time where we all know um, there is drug abuse. We all know. Everybody knows it's bad. It is not a situation where people don't know it's bad. It still happens. God knows why. But nobody cares enough to talk about it. That's my view. The challenge is when we are at this age uh-huh. and we are the same age, forty. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. We, <laughs> we, people, we, I, I'm sorry. We have to say. It. So uh-huh. we look back and we can say it's obviously damaging. It's obviously dangerous. But yeah, to yeah, a twenty-year-old yeah. or eighteen-year-old, they huh. don't see the same thing. Yeah, okay. and it's true because I mean I am not that far off from. Okay, like, Either way, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I was twenty, not that long, less than a decade ago. Uh-huh. And I can remember that because like in my school, uh, I knew people who- you know, Take drugs. I mean, not drugs, but they were experimenting with alternatives. So Your like, friends, eh? Yes. Yes. My friends. Friend. My, actually, my friends. Uh, like uh, who, I mean, they were basically taking substances, hmm. not drugs per se, but it's just like alternatives that- well, Glue sniffing and stuff like that. Ah, like, stuff like that. Alcohol. Okay. Ah, the, I mean, alco- alcohol was a given. Uh. But like- uh, <laughs> <laughs> Things that basically made them high. Uh. And you know, at that point in time, everybody, like as in my, my school group, right? Uh. They were also saying things like, yeah, like what was the issue? I can still function in school. Right? Like the next day I still come. Uh. I can still do my work. Mm. I can still do this. I can still do that. And, but of course, like you said, like at that age, we didn't think about, you know, like longer term implications. Yeah. Yeah. If you know, like this leads you down, you know, the path, like if this becomes a gateway kind of thing, mm. you don't think about it. Like now I'm 28 and I can look at me and I'm like, yeah, actually, Bad lah. Many bad things could have happened. Yeah, but at that age, you don't see it. You really don't. So, so you avoided the risk, right? But how do we tell tell those guys who are curious to try drugs and stuff like that, that this is not, you're, you're underestimating the risk here. You're underestimating, underestimating the harm and consequences here. How do we convince them? I mean, I, I'm sorry if this is going to be like a wet blanket on you and, and Nakada, but like, I'm a little bit of a pessimist in that sense. Because mm. like, I know how rebellious young people can get. Yeah. And it's almost a situation of like, the more you tell me don't do, the more I do. So it's, to me, it's kind of like, you know, you need to, you need to have everything in place. Like you have to have ongoing efforts to try to stop people from, from trying because Mm. you will have the people who will listen. You have people who are like more compliant or whatever, but you also have the rebels and they just kind of, they, they will fall. But the most important thing is there needs to be somebody there to pick them up when they fall. Mm. Like that kind of support. Yeah. Uh, that's why it's always going to be, we need to have the deterrent framework there. Yes. That we, one is without a doubt. That's without a doubt. Because yes. uh, the ones who want to have the adventure of their life are going to try if it's available to them. So we got to make sure it's not available to them. But mm. that is a challenge, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's one. That's enforcement, to la, law yeah. enforcement. Yeah. So uh, in, high enforcement means you know you're going to get caught. Mm. Right, so that's something that is going to stop them from even experimenting. Mm. But they are also the ones that, even though the deterrent framework is there, they want to escape. They want to cope with this bad environment. So mm. these people need a bit more of a nuanced thing. Mm. Right, right. So when you have a negative environment, and you know that your child is at a, a risk of taking drugs and all that, even more so, I think you need to have that conversation, lah. Like, and if you can't have the conversation, then reach out to the organizations that can help you. Lah. Hmm. One of the things that we want to try and do, we can't, we can't tell you exactly what to say, but on the website, what's your, what's your fix.sg, we have those 
common questions, the real meaningful questions, we try and address them. We mm. provide a short film called mm. Finding Juliana where we go through one possible story or a couple of stories that that might be relevant to this, uh, you know, conversation and stuff like that. It helps to bridge the gap okay. because we don't pitch it, pitch it at a, at a don't do drugs kind of thing. We pitch it at a, at the youth level kind of thing. Like mm. what are the choices that are going to be open to someone that is trying to deal with these questions and choices at that age. Yeah, because I do feel that for young people in particular, like nowadays, especially with social media, right? Narratives are very important. Mm. And usually I think like telling stories is the best way to get a message across. Like it doesn't have to be in your face. In fact, it shouldn't be in your face. I feel mm. like, because like I grew up with the no, what's it called? No drugs, was it? Mm. That Was that you guys? No, no, no. <laughs> I still remember because sorry, like, I was in primary you're school. You're so old lah, bro. Yeah, like, sorry. I was like in primary school or something. Uh. And I still remember there was that pin. It was like a pin thing, like no, like no drugs. It was K-N-O-W and oh. then the N-O was like oh, highlighted right. or something like that. Oh. C-N-B, I think. Right? Oh, ah, be, okay, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. And like in my head, I was like, ah, okay, yeah. like, I know I know it's supposed to be bad. Like, no, so it's interesting uh, based on what you're saying now and also the fact that um, you were mentioning taboos and whether we should talk about it. I said, earlier I said, I don't think it makes sense, right? Who wants to talk about this? But I guess if you put yourself in the position of that young fella, and that fella needs to understand what the hell is this. Or he's exposed to people who is yeah, yeah, yeah. experimenting and then he needs to make a decision in his head. My next question will be, what kind of FAQ are you going to put there? This one, okay. Like, okay, I'll give you an example. Huh? There, you, know, you know who's Ali G, right? You know what? Huh? Okay, so Ali G did a video and I, I remember the video was damn funny. He was uh, on his show in his set and then he invited um, someone from uh, Scotland Yard, right? To talk about drugs, okay? And then the guy was there. They had like samples. They had the drug Sample. paraphernalia. Yeah, paraphernalia and all that. So then he was like asking the guy, so I want to ask you, them class A drugs, how much better- wait, wait, wait. who the hell is Ali G? Later you Google. Not bad, it's Ali G voice, yeah. not bad. How, not bad. <laughs> how much better is it than them class B drugs? He asked the, the guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it sounded like a silly conversation. Okay? It was funny as well. And that guy was looking at him perplexed, not knowing what the hell or how the hell to react. And he was like trying to explain class A doesn't mean it's better quality high than class B. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not? But first class. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but the reality is this could be the kind of questions that could be burning on people's minds. Have so you heard these kind of questions before? We had... Uh, We've done we've done a couple of podcasts and 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 media series, mm -hmm. uh, and we've had questions about how addictive is weed really? You know how harmful is it? Uh, people want to experiment; they're curious, right? So we had a doctor explaining. You know, actually, it's quite harmful. Right. Uh, you you can the, the younger you are, the more prone to brain damage you can you can get if you mm. expose yourself to marijuana and stuff like that. That's generally the main question that we've seen so far because people are think, looking at weed right now. Like you mentioned in the last episode, right? People are looking at legalization and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is actually a push to try and bring it and normalize it. But I think we can we can just see what has happened in Thailand. Uh. Um, but those are the questions that people have. They want to know, can we mess around with this drug? Like hard drug is fine, but can we mess around with this drug? But mm. the reality is you are going to open up a segment of society to addiction. Ah. So you know what? I, I think like if you're going to bring a doctor, mm -hmm. the easiest way to dissuade people from attempting anything 
Just tell them it's going to affect them sexually. Ah! <laughs> Seriously, I, I think it's like the easiest way to do it. Just just like find a, find a study somewhere mm. and then just slap it on people's faces and I can promise you that people stay the hell away. Are you trying to tell us something, bro? No, like, like <laughs> everything's fine. This, this is human nature, right? Uh, like, I mean, uh, I, I... Are you worried about your sexual whatever prowess or what? How did we end up here? <laughs> because, I'm just saying that. Because there are people who sell drugs to improve that also. That is true. Right? Yeah, the, yeah. The blue pee. But that one is hey, not. You go there. Gelang, yeah, you it's scary, bro. Yeah. I walked there before to go to an ATM machine. I was shocked at the amount of peddlers. Yeah. Do, you, do you consider these things? I mean, are they, I mean, they're not. Some of them contain controlled substances. Yeah. Oh, they do? Yeah. yeah. Is that a problem actually? Is They've that, done I mean, is that a few rates before. There have been a few rates. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Is that an increasing problem? I don't know whether it's increasing, but it's perennial. La. It's always going to be there. La. Mm. Yeah, it's always going to be available. Look, as long as... Uh, there's a demand. <laughs> there's there a demand, there'll be a supply. Yeah. And sometimes you just, they generate the demand, mm. right? They just... So there was this case I did. This guy who has been in and out. At that point, LT2 plus, when, and he was like 20 plus. Uh-huh. That means he went in when he was 12. Eh? Oh my God. Huh? Yeah, he went... The first time he went in, he was 12 years old because he was exposed to drugs uh-huh. at 12. I mean... You can imagine what kind of environment he lived in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So not just supply, they can create the demand mm. by giving the, by exposing the kids to, to drugs and not explaining it to them. Mm. Yeah. It, we can't convince everybody to have that conversation, but we hope to have more of this conversation. I think it's just something that we, it shouldn't be taboo. Mm. We got to talk about why it's actually harmful mm. why you're actually playing Russian roulette mm. when you even take weed. There okay. is going to be a risk. Okay, I have a suggestion. The thing that always ignites curiosity is you need, you want to know what the hell it does, lah, right? Yeah, you tell me A to Z about how my brain cells are going to die, I'm going to start having diarrhea, I'm going to do this, da, do, da, da, da. but you never tell me why it's so shocked that so many people are addicted to it, right? If we are going to have an open conversation, will you address that? Will you say, yeah, of course you feel high. What's a trip like? Why you see colors when you eat mushroom, whatever lah, these kind of things. Who's going to address that? But that's a lot, a lot of that is already available. You watch movies, they show like Harold, Harold and Kumar. Yes. Go to White Castle. Yeah. Then you can see the trip. Yeah, the yeah. trip to that day. What? They no. see this uh, so, big ass bag of weed walking around. But explaining what a trip is. What, the, the good trip or the bad trip? The bad yeah. trip. So I, I think it's responsible to tell both, right? Then at least like a person who's curious, a young person to me, like, if I, it was me, I would like, oh, okay, so this is what happens. This is what you actually feel. Then I can decide that I don't need to experience it. You know what I mean? Something you can consider, but sometimes when we paint the picture, hey, this is how good it can be. Alarm bells already ringing. No, no, no. Like, hey, it could say, be worse. I'm not saying paint it as this is how good it can be. This is why you have a trip. Mm. The THC does this to your brain. Then you will feel elevated uh, uh, senses of euphoria, although it's short-lived. You will have a bad crash after that. So there's ways to weave in the fact that there's going to be a hardcore negative effects that's going to burrow down that, that happy trip that you're going to have. But I think you need to address it. You need to tell people like, you know, this is why people get addicted. It's an, it's an escape. It's escapism. 
Yeah. And that it's basically not not worth it. Lah. Yeah, it yeah. is not. It is transient. It is not a solution to the problems that you're facing. Yeah, but you know, this problem is not just like a Nakada thing. Uh-huh. It's also a MDA thing. Because like we oh, have yeah, policy yeah, yeah, in place. You know, like they, they, they restrict re, uh, certain kinds of uh, depictions uh, of any kind of... We, I mean, it's not just know. this. There are other topics as yeah. well. Sensitive yeah. topics as well. I have zero comments on IMDA. I have no idea. It's okay. So, I got, I got plenty of comments. Hey, you claim all I <laughs> He's actually a tech lawyer. Don't say it. Eh? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh. We can have our, our opinions, <laughs> uh. but I mean, my opinion is that it's... it's I mean, I agree yeah. with Raman on this, actually. Yeah, I no, actually, I also agree with Raman because I think it's going to be very difficult for one group, Nakada, to, mm. to control or to push the narratives that are out there. That's why our campaign is focused on co-creation mm. because we shouldn't be telling the kids, don't do drugs or this is how you should be talking about it and stuff like that. We want the kids to come in and say, hey, actually you need to address this. Why mm. don't you tell me how a trip feels like? Mm. And then, you know, maybe get IMDA approval or whatsoever and have a short film about, you know, what the good one is and what a bad one is. Yeah. You know, let, let's have that feedback. Mm-hmm. So when it's less of a taboo, we can have those kind of conversations. We can address these questions. That's the whole point of the campaign. That, that's yeah, why I think it's about yeah. like telling stories because like honestly, I have a very, like my own personal stance on drugs is actually very strong. Like I have very strong opinions on drugs. Against mm. or for? Against or against. <laughs> against. <laughs> no, no. And, and, yeah, I can vouch for him. Because yeah. he communist. <laughs> he wants to control everything, bro. Really? Like him yeah. power should be in the state. That, that's authoritarian. Is, right? yeah. Uh, okay, let's not comment <laughs> on that. Uh, but basically, because I've, not my own personal experience, but I've mm. seen like up close and I've seen the people around me get really, really, really badly affected by this. So I don't, that's why I was saying like, I don't need the no drugs campaign. I just have to look like next to me, you know? And, and because the effects are much more real because I can see. Mm. I mean, it, was, it wasn't me. It wasn't somebody who was like in direct converse, uh, contact with me because like I said, I never, I've never seen this person. Mm. But I saw the impact it had on my dad. Mm. And when my dad was telling me that story, I could sense his pain. Because it, he was dealing with someone who was very, very close to him. And I could see the, the, the spillover, not just my dad, even my mom, who's completely unrelated to all of this, but even she was affected. So like, it's, it's like you said, like, it's about empowering people to tell these stories because I mean, like you guys say, right? Mm. With the number of cases that you guys see on a daily basis, mm. I mean, not, maybe not you, but you see on a daily basis. Mm. He there also is, He volunteered a lot, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, volunteer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, now bono, now right? less lah. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. you see, basically there is no shortage. I agree. There's no shortage of stories of how bad it gets. 80 to 90% of Singaporeans actually ag- uh, agree that we need to have a tough stance on drugs. So, mm. you know, most people agree with you. Um, there should not be any room about it. Yep. 60% feel that maybe weed is not as harmful as others. And so there is this sense of Hey, let's maybe look at legalization. Maybe you know, follow the the flow. That is why I guess we are doing this. Yeah. We, we we need, need more to. We just remind people like actually that's a bad idea, and this is why, mm. right? Um, we got to push back against the those pro drug narratives a little bit. And yeah, it sounds like you are that boring old uncle telling people don't do drugs, <laughs> but but hopefully. Uh, we 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 counter that with you know a, a real meaningful conversation, yeah. co-creation, mm. and and having those real stories come out, and yeah. you know, like those people come out, bring the mic to to the people that went through that, and mm. and be able to share the consequences of of, of those kind of things. Yeah, like. and it's true. So like one last thing, because like honestly, not that long ago, uh, and I'm saying like in like five the past five years, my view was a lot less uh, strict. 
But uh-huh. I, I was a lot more of the of the opinion that you know we should you be have a bit many more like friends, it was uh. it was the harm reduction thing <laughs> because like you say like it's about narratives right like also on social media I was like looking at Twitter I was looking at kind of online conversations that people were having mm. and about the soft drug hard hard drugs like oh yeah be hard on drugs like be hard on the hard drugs but soft drugs not a bad one mm. like I bought into that and about like the Netherlands and their approach until recently and then I started seeing stats like, like actual real life data like mm. you said how in Bangkok. You, you don't even need to wait two years. Yeah. In just one year and you're already seeing the huge kind of negative impact that it's having. Yeah. Even in the Netherlands that people always, like traditional people always think like, wow, Netherlands cause they're so like, they got no problem. It's like a, it's like heaven there. Mm. No. Like apparently the ne- the Dutch government are like breaking their heads over how to put the, put the Pandora's box back. Back in. Because they unleashed the monster without knowing it. And it's too late. Mm. Yeah. So I think uh, my conclusion to this is there's no such thing as soft drugs or hard drugs. Drugs is bad, full stop. So my conclusion to all this uh. is that Rahman is the boring old uncle. Uh. Who tells you that drugs? Okay, you'll be surprised, uh, actually. <laughs> 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 no, but I, I, I really love uh, Rahman's point about, you know, like, hey, can we make a conversation that really is relevant that mm. people are going to actually have? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the reason why we really pushed the co-creation thing. We we did uh, this youth film uh, competition recently mm. where we invited youth mm. age 15 to 35 to submit their ideas for a short film. Basically oh. inviting them to, to share the narrative. Mm. We gave them a budget and they came up with quite a number of films. Then we're going to have like a, the results coming up soon at the end of the month. So that's one of the things that we're doing. We hope to do more of that. So if you do have a sense of the kind of questions and issues that you want to see being addressed in in, in an anti-drug uh, discussion and stuff like that, please reach out to us at whatsforfix.sg. You know, we're on Instagram, send us a DM and, and just shoot whatever questions you have. Mm. We we take all those things seriously because, you know, at the end of the day, I don't want that mother to look at an empty chair wishing that she could have had that conversation about a couple of years ago. So, yeah, you know, yeah. we're just trying to help make sure nobody is left behind. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so if you want to contribute to this campaign and if you want to find out more about how you can have meaningful and honest conversations about uh, addiction, drug use yeah. and yeah. addiction, uh, you can just go to this website. That's what your fix, what's your fix dot SG. Uh, you can also find them on IG and TikTok at the same handle at what's your fix SG. And uh, yep. thanks. So thank you. Uh, I just want to say I'm very proud of you uh, because you've achieved a lot in life and I'm glad that, uh, you know, we all came from the same school, same as the Prime Minister. Uh-huh. Okay. Incoming Prime Minister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, you just have to find that chance to yeah. 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 a, a, lot, a lot of us actually did very well in, yeah. in life. Uh. So, yeah. you know, the secondary school is pretty, pretty when we, epic. Uh. When we were young, we always uh, get scolded by the teacher yeah. Yeah. because we will always distract each other in class. We always have something to talk about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So now today we're having a good conversation. I think those teachers Aww. are going to be shocked that uh, we, we actually made it in life. Having this conversation as lawyers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So well. So thanks again for coming on the show. Uh, don't forget all the handles. The what's your fix Yes, you will find and, them in the copywriting. And uh, please upload every single idea you have there. All right. Thanks Thank for having you. me, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you.